if you're really solving a problem, they would pay you money to build something. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. All right. Welcome back. My name is James. I'm one of the producers of the show. Sangram, how are you doing today, man? Fired up, man. Ready? Let's do it. I'm really stoked about this episode. We were talking about it just before we uh, hit record. And I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of folks. Me being a newer entrepreneur, I know I'm going to get a lot out of this conversation, but you had mentioned that you have a lot of newer employees ask you about this. And so we thought we'd hit record and talk about it. And it's really, how did Terminus close those first few sales? Like, How did the first few sales happen? And so I'd love to kind of dive into that today and have you explain, like go back a few years ago early days at Terminus, uh, how did you guys close those first few deals? Man, it, it was wild, wild west, as they say. Uh, we have no idea what we're doing. We still don't <laughs> have any idea what we're doing, but we, we try to do our best, and that's something that keeps us going. But the company was started by Eric Spett and Eric Bass, uh, my other two co-founders, and it was started six months prior to me joining. And it was all about B2B advertising and trying to get in front of as many people as we can through advertising. And they were always trying to figure out, is there a product at the end of the day? That's really mm-hmm. what they wanted to build. And I saw them talk about it at one of these startup events. And I'm like, man, there's a product. I can see it. I can smell it. Uh, I can feel it. It's going to be incredible. And it's going to be called account-based marketing. Mm-hmm. And I still remember they doing a quick Google search. And they're like, well, there is no... Nobody has ever written anything about account-based marketing. Like this was like three years ago, right? So I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. That is what we can do. And that was just me being optimistic kind of person uh, Mm -hmm. around. And the problem that I really deeply cared about three years ago, but I still remember I was so optimistic. They're like, man, if you really feel it, then yeah, let's join us. And and I said, okay, fine. I'll leave Salesforce, put my wife to work and and get to work here. was a funny thing about what that was. They're like, yeah, so if you really think this is a product, why don't we just prototype it and let's try to sell it? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I joined them and all three of us got together, spent a few days on a whiteboard. Vass, who's the builder, built a really good product thinking a set of it because they're already working from six months. So we had some back end already baked. Okay. And I still remember we jumped on this call uh, with, uh, her name is Gretchen. I'm going to keep her last name away uh, yeah. just because I don't want uh, everybody to reach out to her. But Gretchen <laughs> was our first call that me, Bass, and Amanda, who is uh, still here at Terminus, but was an intern at that time. We hopped on this call and I was so excited about this problem that we can solve called account-based marketing. We pitched it to her and she was like, whoa, that's awesome. Great. Uh, how much is it for? Well, we had no idea. We never talked about price internally. So we had to put her on mute. And then I asked Vass, like, Vass, dude, like, what do we sell for? And Vass was like, dude, you're the marketer. You come up with something. And uh, I've come up with like some, and this is like very early. So nobody quote us on this price anymore. You're like, yeah, 250 bucks. 
a month. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, okay, sign me up. And we went back to create an order form and all that stuff to actually yes. get process. That's uh, the whole point, I guess, for us. And we talk about it, laugh at it internally is because, you know, that's how we started. We were so passionate about the problem that we're solving. We didn't even think about how much it will cost. We didn't think about all those things because those are the things that can get you into this paralysis by analysis kind of thing. And when we start focusing on the problem, then it it really has a a real amazing conversations and implications. Yeah. I mean, I love what, you know, I'm listening to the Seeking Wisdom podcast uh, a lot the last couple of weeks and, you know, them talking about whoever can get closest to the customer. And I love that story. Like you guys getting, having like, being the fastest and the closest to Gretchen ultimately lets you close that first deal because you're willing to hop on the phone without having answers to, you know, a laundry list of questions that a lot of people would say you probably needed to have answers for, (laughs) but you didn't, you just called Gretchen and you figured it out as you went. And now you guys are obviously building, you know, a rocket ship that is exploding right now. Are there any other lessons from that experience that you typically extrapolate when you're talking to other entrepreneurs? Well, I think one of the things that I learned, and this was David Cummings, uh, he mentioned that he was the CEO of Pardot when they sold to Salesforce, and he's an investor in Terminus. In the very, very early days, we also then said, hey, we have like 20 customers. And he said, all right, how much of them are paying you? And we only had like three of them paying us or something like Mm -hmm. that. He's like, well, so then you only have three customers. You don't have 20 customers. So Mm -hmm. he was really making a point to us is that unless somebody pays you, their feedback, that's when it means something. If they're not paying you, don't consider them as your customers because that's where you get into this feedback loop and you keep developing this endless things of features that they're asking for and they would probably still never buy. If you're really Mm -hmm. solving a problem, they would pay you money to build something. Interesting. I love it. This has been fantastic, man. I really appreciate you jumping on and talking with us about this. Again, you know, me being you know, a, an entrepreneur in the early days of our own business, I think there's just tremendous value in learning from this story that you just get close to the customer, have those conversations. If you can solve a problem, start talking to potential customers about it and see if they're actually going to pay you money and then roll with it from there. So again, this has been great and uh, really, really stoked to do it again next week. All right, man. Thanks so much. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. 